Welcome to Chopping It Up. This week's episode, we are sitting with Navi. You know, your local Navi. How you doing today, Navi? I am feeling fantastic, Molly. Excellent. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me in this wonderful studio for the first time in all the years we've known each other. I know. Well, you know, we just uh, we just got the building last June, and we just built the studio. I'm glad to see it. Very recently. I was at the last offices and the offices prior, and this they you're upgrading Definitely every time. Upgrade, yeah. Yeah. Definitely better than my living room. So mm-hmm. that so much soundproofing. Yeah. Wait till you see the other room. Cool. It's cool. I wish we could put this podcast on wheels and just wheel between rooms. I know. That would be <laughs> like in the future. A, a rolling riser platform that we can just move through the house like on. Like one of those circular restaurants? Or like the Haunted Mansion at Disney. Wow. <laughs> I don't go to Disney because I feel like there's a lot of kidnappers there. <laughs> uh, you see that movie, They Shot Gorilla at Disney? Where the guy went in and he shot a whole horror movie there secretly, and then he went to China and he edited it there because Disney was gonna find him. Yeah, um, it's not it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's like amateur film. He shoots it where his like his kid goes missing in Disney, and there's a whole conspiracy, and he starts tripping out. Um, what is it called? Land, World After Tomorrow. Wow. Oh. Land of Tomorrow. Tomorrow Neverland. Um, I don't oh, know. never die. Complete tangent already. I'm gonna turn my phone off in case it's like a. Well, I feel like you know what. Yeah, Disney World is kind of creepy. It is. I could definitely see why you would want to film a horror movie there. Mm-hmm. The the way they build it is so intentionally designed to draw you into it and make you not want to. Because weird shit happens. Actually, like there's crazy statistics about the number of kids that are like abducted and go missing in Disney World. There's like tons of underground tunnels and it's like a banquet for degenerates. <laughs> Just that built, note, <clears throat> welcome to chopping it up with <laughs> your host, the Bad News Crew. <laughs> so, well, I want to do a little introduction. So, Navi and I have been friends for a number of years. Um, he is an incredible performer, MC, just a really talented. An extremely talented human being. I feel like uh, putting a label uh, on any particular craft would be uh, putting baby in the corner, if you will. And nobody puts baby in the corner, you know what I mean? No. no. And so, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly blown away by how talented you are. And, I mean, I just, I love, like, you know, I was talking to uh, Fleetwood about you yesterday, and I compared you to Buckshot. <laughs> and he gave me, like, a side high at first, and I was like, not because of the style, uh, you don't sound like Buckshot. It's not that, but you're very captivating. You know, you're very like, uh, you're you know, it's hard to take your eyes off of you when you're performing. You know, you have a very like express. You know, you know, you know, your facial expressions like you're sweaty just, animal yeah, magnetism. Yes, and uh, that is definitely part of it for sure. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you're just so expressive and so animated, and you're um very theatrical in in a you know in a lot of ways in the way that you perform. But it's Captivating, it's great, and you're a really great performer, and you're really talented to back it up. And so, uh, when I saw Thanks. that you were, uh, you're welcome. Um, and so, Navi just produced and wrote and directed, and oh no, 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 no none of those okay. things. I okay. uh, I co-wrote, co-wrote the story for and wrote all of the lyrics and co-produced all the music. Okay, um, with a team of people, with a team of people, gotcha. That it, we so we've made a uh, rap robot puppet musical about the last human on earth. And uh, it's it's quite the thing, as Molly can attest. It is. I saw it last <laughs> night, <clears throat> and let me tell you, it's really good. It's incredible. I mean, I when I got there, I was really um, excited um, to just see what you did because I knew this was going to be me. I was like, as soon as I knew you were doing this, it's like so up your alley. It's so weird and and awesome you know and 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 <laughs> it is both and of those really things. difficult to pull off too i mean it's quite a challenge you know there's no way um i would ever even take on uh, something along those lines it takes a real creative uh very creative mind to be able to to do uh, a lot Thank of you. that theater stuff and what you did is really incredible i mean there's Man, there is a lot of information and a lot of words, a lot of lyrics, a lot of messaging in short periods of time in your. Um, There's a lot going on. There Sorry, is a I'm lot going on. Just that real quick. Yeah, you want to talk, you know? You, yeah, you mm-hmm. want to have it really flat in front of you. Yeah, 
Just getting my posture good, you know. There you go. There you go. It's a, no, that's a good point. Boom. Boom. This, the most ergonomic podcast on the internet. That's right. Shout out to our sponsors. Yet to be named. Yet to be named. Insert sponsors here. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to our sponsors, Jameson. Mm. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, again, like I said, it's a, it's, I, I put a lot of work into it, but uh, there's a, a whole team of people behind it that involved sure. with the puppetry and directing and building it and the projections and the lights yeah. and so much going on at once. that It was incredible. I, w- I was really uh, taken aback by how much was going on in such a small space and like how it was such... It's very intimate. It is. I mean, <laughs> your stage, you know, and and I, you know, I recognize that, you know, a lot of it's used up by the production of it. But when you're looking at it, I mean, it's a small room, small space. It's incredible. I mean, everything about it. I love all the decoration, the opening scene, everything. It's just, uh, it's really, really great. I was really impressed. It's a full experience. Yeah, and That's... it's very seamless. Like it was Thank so you. seamless. Like I never saw the inner workings of it while you were performing it. And, you know, sometimes when you see the a random hand or yeah. you, know, you see the puppet master and not yeah, the puppet. It breaks the wall. It breaks the wall a little bit. And, like, you didn't break the wall at all. It was really uh, it was really cool. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. So uh, people should know. Where can they, where can they find it? Because you're doing this until... We are running this show until May 6th. We, we have four shows this weekend. We have a show tonight. Two shows tomorrow and one on Sunday, as well as the album release party in the night on Sunday. So five shows. And that's at uh, yeah. Phantom Comics. The show itself is at Flashpoint, which is in Chinatown, right across the street from the G Street metro exit. 916 G Street, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. You are correct. Yeah. Um, and we are running it all next week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, two shows on Saturday and a matinee on... No. I think just two shows on Saturday, and then we close it out. Uh, it's been nice. It's been a long, long month, but it, but you know, doing the show on a nightly basis has really uh, made for some interesting conversations with people. I can only imagine uh, the show raises a lot of questions in people's minds walking out of it. Yeah, well, you know, I can dig that, man. I feel like uh, you know, I could really relate to a lot of the things in that because you know, I faced, uh, I, I. I I've got a bunk spine. I wasn't supposed to live more than 20 years, and I've had some, you know, serious spinal surgeries and kind of met my maker several times mm-hmm. and had to ask if I was really, uh, like, you know, are you good? You know, like, are you good if you die tomorrow? Self, you know? Yeah. Are you good? Are you cool with what you've done? And uh, it really made me question uh, my career, made me question every single thing that I did in my life and why I was doing it and if I was part of the problem or part of the solution because ultimately, for me, it's very black and white. Are you part of the problem or are you part of the solution? You know, yeah, um, and it and it, it you know it's not that simple to execute, but but it really is that simple to figure out. And I just decided I wanted to be a part of the solution. Um, and uh, yeah, I removed myself from all that. I mean, thirteen years in real estate finance. You know what right. I mean? I know I I know the system. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know the system. Um, I'm sure you do. And uh, I I would love to know like if if we if it resonated with you in that way. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, you have to you have to. I mean. I'll tell you what, you know, six years ago, uh, 2009, that was six years ago, right? Uh, that was eight no, years eight, ago. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, Aeons ago. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, eight years ago, uh, it was 2000, well, let's see, 2000, actually, it was longer than that ago, but basically, I've had a bunk spine, I've had a bunch of surgeries, and uh, I've always been real independent, but I... Some, you know, I was kind of trying to rekindle a relationship with my dad, and he kind of got in my head that, you know, I was going to uh, bankrupt the whole family if I didn't get a real job, and that I needed to have insurance because of my spine. And I've never, you know, like really had any assistance from them other than, you know, after seventeen, I was been on my own. But I, I fell for it, and so I took this job just to get the health insurance, and Mm -hmm. it was a job that was a complete waste of everything that I'm supposed to provide to the universe. You know what I mean? It was not going to allow for that. And three weeks into it, I got rear-ended. Mm. And I was sitting at a light, and the woman hit me so hard that I hit the car in front of it, the car in front of it, and the car after that. Oof. And then she hit me again. And it was literally a year to the day after I had had a sp- sp- previous spinal surgery because of my weak spine. And so that just jammed me up. So for 
long story short, for three years or two and a half years, I had three herniated discs in my neck. I did and, uh, not know that. You yeah. bounced back well, Molly. Are you biking all over the place? Well, and... you know, I like to thank, uh, you know, Aleve, Mushrooms, and Jameson, uh, <laughs> and, and good old pal Weed, you know what I mean? That's the RX I need. I mean, straight up, uh, you know, thank God for, well, well, thank thank you, universe, for allowing marijuana to grow on it, but... um. You know, I just went through a lot in those, you know, I, I, you know, it was a crazy couple of years. I couldn't get the doctor to listen to me. Um, It was just a real thing. I had to ask for permission to go to physical therapy all the time. Um, You know, I wouldn't have gotten rear-ended by that car if I hadn't been going to that job. And the only reason why I went to that job was to have health insurance. And at the end of it all, my health insurance that I was paying $650 a month for, um, because I bought into the rhetoric that I was going to bankrupt the whole family. Mm -hmm. You know, not even sure how that works out, but. I bought it. Yeah. And uh, they were like, yeah, we're not covering it. It wasn't our fault. So I ended up losing, you know, three years of my life, uh, my will to live for a majority of it. Uh, you know, I'm in constant pain because I'm of all the nerve I didn't damage. know any of this. That's... Uh, well, you know, but then I just realized, like, you know, like, <clears throat> you know, it's all a facade. It's all a facade. Like, there is no extended warranty. There's no insurance policy. Like, no matter, you, you know, if you do everything that they tell us to do, it doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean shit. You know what I mean? Like, what energy are you putting into the universe? Because, like, all of it could be taken away just like that. And you could do everything right by the book, by whatever, whoever wrote that book. I don't even know where the book came from, but mm-hmm. we're, we all feel it, whether it's from our parents or, you know, whatever. And to, like, to be a part of this machine. Even people say, so what's your real job? Like, fuck you, man. What do you mean your real job? Yeah, <laughs> the classic DC what question. That, what does that even mean? You know what I mean? Well, like, I mean, no, people haven't asked do? me that in a long time, but... You know, some people still ask me, so what you, what's your real job? You know, I know you got one love, but what's your real job? I'm like, you think Ooh. I can, you know what I mean? But it's just programming, you yeah. know what I mean? It's just programming. And it took me, like, you know, losing my will to live. It took, like, you know, being in that much pain, uh, you know, and having nobody listen to me and having to ask permission to go to the doctor. You know, I just hit that wall, and I was like, you know, and all this is for the insurance policy that turned its back on me at the end of the day. Yeah. And I paid $7,000 in a calendar year to a job where I was making $32,000 a year, oh. right? So do the math there, living in D.C., and then, you know what I mean? So I just realized, you know what, that's not, that's not what it's all about. And everything that they have crammed down our throats, it's not necessarily that it was a lie, Mm-hmm. Because our parents believed it too, and it kind of worked out for them because they have social security, kind of. It's although it's, it's, not, it's not a away. lie. It's a like a misconception. It's a misconception, it's, exactly, or 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 an or a way of thinking about the world that has outgrown itself a little bit. Well, it's a very consumerism based, you know. Well, what's interesting is because we do a lot of research going into these shows and um, we have a dramaturge who's his, his position in theater is to purely like anything that we're writing a show about. He goes and gets all the research and does all of the backstory behind like what has been written about it, what's going on currently. And with this show, we looked into robotics, automation, Mm -hmm. job security, um, all aspects of why is automation important right now? And when we, when we, what we discovered was that, People are really scared of robots taking their jobs, and people as they should be. People are worried about what it means for us as humans. As to, they should be, because all, all we've been told is like work. Your job defines you. What you do, how yeah. you make your money, how much money you have, how big your house is, what your car is. All those things define who you are. Not like your vibrational donation to the universe, like yeah. that. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? When when in reality, all that matters is your vibrational. Contribution to the universe. Yes. In that, All that sense, other is, shit doesn't do you, matter. Do you think the idea of capitalist, a capitalist society, the society that essentially defines what we enjoy and how we live today, do you think that that is a product of industrialization? And do you think that when we reach this new era where industrialization gets replaced by automation, if that capitalist consumer society will fade out? Essentially, like on a fast scale, because automation happens fast. Well, what's going to happen is it's going to we're going to it's idiocracy and it's like mm-hmm. the most overused theory ever. But like yeah. literally nobody knows how to do anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, even now you look at younger generations, man, they can get up to level 56 in World of Warcraft. But, you know, if the fucking lawnmower doesn't start on the second try, yeah. it's a wrap. You know what I mean? I don't know how to change a tire, swing a hammer. You know, the most capable young men that I know 
are all bikers. Yeah. Because they don't know how to fix their bike. They're at least, like, have tools. You know what I mean? But And that's a rarity. You know how many people I know that are under 30 that literally can't do anything? You know, yeah. if they're not a DJ or if they're not, you know what I'm saying? They literally don't know how to fix or, like, physically do anything. Right. They've never even painted a fucking room. You know what I mean? Are you familiar with the idea of the... The I think it's called the the global minimum wage or the the set minimum wage, which is this. It's tied into the idea of jobs being taken by automation. Where once everything is automated, is it the government's responsibility to essentially provide a living wage for people to follow their pursuits? Well, yes, that because, motivate them. because robotics takes away a ton of fucking expense. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can have a machine doing something, you know. A machine's not going to get pregnant. A machine's not going to call out sick. A machine's not going to fall and break his neck and sue you. Mm-hmm. A machine's not going to sue you for sexual, you know? Yeah. And if you it really. It becomes very. And those are the biggest expenses. So, like, I ride the fence in a lot of things because, like, I'm a business owner, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, I mean, I've been on my own since 17. And, like, you got to make money, you know what I mean? But, like, at the same time, I'm a human, right? So, there's two sides. Like, once you, once you start to understand, like, business and. You go someplace, you're like, why is it so expensive? Because they're paying thirty grand a month in yeah. rent. Like, this really is basic math. It's really not that complicated. You just got to understand what's going on. So, like, you know, if you could have a machine doing something, I mean, wouldn't I mean, it be great if, like, when we all left here at night, I was like, okay, dot, clean the joint. And when I came back, it was clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she didn't call me and ask me where the trash bags were. And she didn't forget nope. shit. And she never got sick. And I only buy her one time. Of course that's a great deal, right? So, like, but what that means is that the rest of my staff should then get paid more. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, there should be uh, there should be an offside because when you, when you automate things, you are bringing the expense down. And right now I feel like the goal in automation is to do more, bigger, faster, when really it should be, like, to improve the quality of life. Yep. Like the Jetsons, right? You're like, make my dinner, bitch. I'm going to, like... Toodle do. Although they were always going to work, in they the were going to work doing. They were always strange things with sprockets. Even at nighttime, they were hanging out with their boss. So yeah. maybe maybe that wasn't the message. Do you in the think judgment. they were actually doing anything? Do you think at that point maybe everyone was just like, we need to give them fake jobs so that they have this sense that they're purposeful in life. Well, they're sprockets, just making sprockets. Cogs. Well, that that's what fuels the robots, right? So <laughs> oh, true. Yeah, they're sustaining the robot society. Yeah. Who's really in charge in the Jetsons world then? Oh, man. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of next level to it that yeah. we don't see. It was ahead of our time, really. Yes, it still is. We don't live in the Jetsons era yet. Good old George Jetson. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's it's reassuring to know that there will always be insecure piece of shit bosses, even in the future. You know yeah. what I mean? Some things will never change. To some degree, I play an insecure piece of <laughs> shit boss in this show. Funny I play that one every day. <laughs> I, I do my best to not play that role. You know. Yeah, it's hard it's out fine. here. Listen, it's hard. It's and hard and really, here. people, it's because we as artists have to also be entrepreneurs and be business people and and exist in a way that is more than what was used to be asked of it, you 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 get harder a little bit or, or colder because so much of what you need to do requires you to also take a role that was previously handled by people that were there for it so that you could just make art. Exactly. Or you could just do this. And, you know, now we just need to get back to robots doing that again. Yeah, Look like, at that. Stretch my canvas. Stretch my canvas out right now. Get my paints ready. Where's I'll be machetto? back. Yeah. So, how have you been? How's life? Life is amazing. Yeah? Life is a constant challenge. But it's beautiful. As it should be. It'd be boring if you were winning all the time. You, you gotta know? fight for it every step. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Ain't that the truth? You know, um, it's a confusing landscape in D.C. You know, everything's changing pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Very quickly. You know, with every new condo, there's another shelter that gets closed. Yeah. You know? And it's uh, heartbreaking out here, to be honest. It's watching watching a m- metamorphosis take place at a rapid pace yeah. in this, like, s- streets that I was walking down, like, three years ago. And now I'm looking, and it's completely different. Six and, like, months ago. There's, there's people, of course, who have seen 50, 40 years right. of this happening right. who know it on a completely different level exactly. than you or I do. But I always find how cities evolve and how streets evolve fascinating. If I could take like a time-lapse camera yeah. back to like 1890 
and stick it up somewhere on like 11th street or some random U street would be cool. Just anywhere and see how a hundred plus years change. You want to go to the archives with me sometime? Oh yeah, sure. I've never been to the archives. Me neither, but I want to like look up this block and like I want to learn everything I can learn about this building. Yeah, I'm sure they have all sorts of information there. That's cool. Yeah, let's go to the archives. We should do the second podcast from the archives. <laughs> I, don't, I think that's illegal, so we should definitely do that. Hey, we're here at the archives. Shh, shh. Just hear a bunch of shh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, we, we could do a whisper cast. Wait, that was Spice Girls. <laughs> Would you really have a long shot at Spice Girls? Hello. Shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to our sponsors. Call Scott. Spice. Cinnamon. Cinnamon just toast. The, just no, just cinnamon. <laughs> I'm a I'm a cinnamon cinnamon enthusiast. Shout out to Matt Cronin on mm. that one. Mm. Um, so you know, I want to talk about um, let's talk about the the theater thing. So I'm a I'm a total theater noob. Mm-hmm. I confession, I hate musicals. They yeah. make me angry. Mm-hmm. Um, Family Guy. Sometimes I just throw things. You know, I throw things and then I leave the room when it's on because I can't handle him fucking singing so much. It drives me crazy. Yeah, but like um. But, like, yours was not a musical. Well, I don't know. Yours might be a musical, but, like, you're rapping, so it didn't really feel like a musical. I thoroughly enjoyed every minute of the yeah? show. But I'm not a big theater person. That's my that's my byline into that. I'm not a big theater person, so I don't really know how it works. And so I was, you know, sitting in there last night, and I was definitely taken aback by, like, how many people were involved in the production, especially at the end. Like, a lot of people came out on stage. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people working. It's not a huge theater. So I was trying to figure out, you know, like, how do they make this sustainable? You know what I mean? Like, like, what can I do, you know, to help, you know, as someone who wants to support the arts, even if it's something that's not necessarily, like, super up my alley, or maybe I would only go back once a year, yeah. or whatever. Like, it doesn't mean I have to, like, love the theater now, but, like, what are some simple things that someone like me who is kind of clueless and a little bit of an asshole, like, what can we do, you know what I mean, to support theater in D.C.? Well, and, and, yeah, what, theater- what can we do? In a nutshell, for me personally, as someone who I wasn't trained in theater, but I've been involved in theater a little bit in high school. And, you know, like you said, I'm a theatric person. You are. I enjoy uh, overextending my personality out. (laughs) Um, And I have a bunch of random talents. And that's why I like theater, because I get to sort of incorporate all of them. Yeah. Other jobs for me have always been about let me find the one part of it that I can latch onto creatively and ride that and see how long it is before I start to get like wanderlust about it. Right. Whereas this is like, oh yeah, I can write, I can make music, I can perform, I can do lighting, I can draw stuff, I can create, I can help facilitate videos and help them get made. There's like all my little skills can get put into one. Like, and on this show I did a lot of things Yeah. as far as help making it happen. And like, I'm proud of all of them. I think you should be, we made a weird video. I think, uh, it was cool. We watched it. Y'all watched it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, the music we're putting it out at the end of the week. Who was the female that did all the, uh, Mm. the reading? So we have a character. So the show for anyone who doesn't, hasn't looked it up already in which case go look it up while I give you this quick synopsis it's about the last human on earth who is me and I uh, keep control of the robotic city's pulse which is this sort of heartbeat that keeps everything rhythmically moving through it Uh, you know it's it's sort of the the undercurrent that keeps the city running and keeps everything organized and I I'm the conductor that keeps it in charge and I interact with Olive who right. is the character you're referring Olive, to? Olive, yes. And Olive is the operating system. She's right. the brain of like the Siri. city, like Siri or Skynet or someone along those lines. Right. And and so she's played by Rachel Menyak, okay. who is another company member with this theater company who couldn't do the show because she just had a baby. And uh-huh. so we got her and the baby out one day, and we did all this voiceover acting with her and. That's she awesome. recorded all these parts and she's in the show every night and she's the most consistent performer I've ever worked with. <laughs> every night she hits her lines. She doesn't miss a beat. Right. That's, <laughs> hey, that's how you do it. Look, you've automated. There's so many meta levels of this show if you want to go down that My rabbit hole. just exploded. We could ride this rabbit hole all the way out to China. <laughs> oh my God. 
That, that was deep. That was deep. Yeah, thank you. That was deep. You just automated. We automated. You, you, you roboticized. Is that a word? Or did I just roboticized the really, character. Oh we God. just made it a word. That, that's a good word. Yeah. Like so it. we did roboticize the other performer in the show, the puppeteers. There's eight puppeteers. All they must be very skinny. We're moving back behind those. No, it's, what's crazy is that they work in zones, and that's a spoiler alert. But you won't see it. So they work in zones when they're doing this, and it's a lot of handing off sticks that you'll never see, uh, and doing this, and doing that. And then there's people on the sides with the bigger pieces that bring them on and slide them off from around and under and back. So there's eight people. Essentially, that's the ballet, and the yeah. the best part about the ballet and the title is that no one sees it. Yeah, it's the ballet that that the audience misses. That's pretty crazy. It's so that you can see the machine working. Right. So deep. <laughs> so deep. Yes. Well, I I really enjoyed it. I uh, I really strongly uh, suggest and recommend that people go check it out. Uh, this podcast is coming out on Monday. So that Monday. Means, you know, when you're if you're listening to this in the first week it came out, you have a chance to go see this show. And you should. It's at Pointless Theater. Um, it's so if you go to Pointless, spelt as it sounds, theater, spelt not as it sounds, T H E A T R. Are you sure about that? T R E dot com. Um, you can find out more information. The show's called Dot. D0T or DOT, depending on how much or how little they decided to read the press release. <laughs> it's it's uh, dot a rotoplastic ballet. Uh, it's, it's running, if you're listening to this on Monday, it's running Wednesday through sun, Saturday, not Sunday. It's running Wednesday through Saturday with two shows on Saturday uh, at Flashpoint. It's 916 G Street, G Street. Northwest. Chinatown Metro G Street exit. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, the show again took a mass amount of coordination. We've been rehearsing. Like, we started writing the music. We started working on it about a year and a half ago. That's crazy. Uh, the story, getting it. We spent months just sort of getting the story to where we wanted it to be. We knew going in there was a painting from the early futurist movement in Europe that we were basing a lot of the design off of. Oh, and I want to see that painting because yeah, your design I can pull is it super up. cool. I can pull it up. So we took that and we built the whole world out of it, including me sort of using it as influence and in writing the story and the lyrics right. for wow. it. And um, from really there, cool. yeah, we started working on the music in October, uh, spent a lot of time making songs that didn't make it into the show, Right, made a few that did. Um, and then we started rehearsing with all the puppeteers and we had a, f a version of the set that they were working with that right. I was at and we started doing that in February. So it's been months of rehearsing for this show. I mean, it's flawless. It's flawless for sure. Thanks. I'm glad it, it feels that way because every night I'm on pins and needles about if I'm going to fuck up. Am I allowed to swear on this Yeah, show? you can right. say whatever you want. If I'm allowed to This is the painting. Are you kidding me? If, I, if we weren't allowed to swear on this, I would have been thrown off my own podcast. Yeah. That would have been it. Oh my god, that's so crazy. That is totally your Holy shit. That's like, I'm having a I feel like I'm having a flashback. Are you having a flashback? What kind of? I was definitely on some mushrooms last night when mm. I saw the play. So 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 how did it enhance the experience? I'm curious. I mean, of course, mushrooms make everything better, but you know, I feel like um, you know, I mean, Joe Rogan talks about eating mushrooms all the time. Why can't I, right? Mm. I feel like that's legit. You can't no shame. It's having, your podcast. You can't arrest me for having eaten mushrooms, can you? It's not a thing. This is this I, is Molly's podcast. I was walking past. We're this, being honest. I was walking past this cow pasture, and I was like, you know what? It just rained. <laughs> Boo whoop! And you know what I mean? Leveled up. Yeah. You know? Mario style. Mario style, indeed. Yeah. Well, well, cool. Tell me, uh, what was your reaction? Give me, give me the the honesty. I mean, the honesty was great. I thought it was really good. I mean, like you know, everything about it was great. Like the the, the what you're greeted to when you walk in the room, all the decorations, the 3D mapping. I mean, everything is it was yeah. on point. Shout like, out to our projectionist, Lauren yeah. Joy. She did she did a lot of work. So killed it. Yeah. Shout out the the production team on this show got a lot of women on it, and that that's something that's really important. That's why it was because so good. 
Yeah, the back end of it, you, we have our puppet designer, Patty. She's also a co-artistic director. Lauren did all of the the, the projections. Eway is our uh, lighting designer. She yeah. did a lot of work, too. Josie is our stage manager. Because women are awesome, let's just face it. Women are amazing. If it wasn't for women, men would just die at an alarming rate every day. It was just like walking off of cliffs and yeah. like not being able to find the milk in the refrigerator. You guys yeah. would like wither away into nothing. Wither. And like roll walking right into traffic. Shrivel. You would d- die of starvation because you don't know how to feed yourselves. Yep. It would be, be crazy. Be and the engineer, Mike, day. is looking at me like I'm crazy. But <laughs> it's just because he knows I'm right and he's in denial right now. <laughs> Seriously, if there's no woman, not even at the carryout, nowhere, if all women just stopped cooking, y'all would die within a week. Yeah. That's or true. as soon as bread ran out. Are you a graphic novels fan? Do you no. Have you ever heard of Why the Last Man? No. It's a graphic novel series. I think 10 episodes. It's amazing where it takes place in a world where all of a sudden at the same time all men die on the planet except for one and that's the main character oh my gosh. and it and follows the him. next like 10 years on how a woman only society evolves from that and he sort of travels through it and sees how it shifts and grows and like there's a whole storyline and stuff too but that's the premise of it that's crazy it's incredible yeah it's short it's it's 10, 10 graphic novel volumes that that i think they're making a mini series about right now or a movie or some some shit i wonder what it would be like i mean you know i don't feel like i don't like wish death on all men or anything though i feel like that's like jumping the shark a little bit there but you know i don't want i don't want them to go away i mean i love you guys Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's the track. It's not like a full on like men should die, although there's some <laughs> factions of the world that take it that such in the story. Right. Um, but it's 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 tragic also because like it's like anything you lose half a population. It's well, got you can't have any more babies. That's the thing, though. Right. Everybody be moving in with each other. too. <laughs> yeah. The future. The future. We can we can we can discuss it all day. So oh, what's man. what do you have coming up? What's new? Well, Funk Parade. Yeah. Funk Parade's coming up. And um, we, well, we just, you know, finished the recording studio and the uh, the live room, the live music studio downstairs. Cool. So um, we're doing uh, we're, we're doing a couple series out of here uh, featuring DMV musicians called uh, Factory Floor, uh, which is kind of mm. like our own version of Tiny Desk Concerts. Yeah. Downstairs? Uh, yeah. And That's then cool. uh, so we'll have uh, plug and play for like up to a nine-piece band down there. Ooh. And then... Uh, and the idea is, you know, invite them in, you know, record three, four songs, video, audio, do a podcast with them, you know, block off six or seven hours here, you know, get some good pictures, good audio, good video. Cool. And then put it on the website, help people get gigs, you know, not charge people to come in like that. Just like, yeah. Invite who we want to come in. So it's not an event space. It's not a public space. You know, it's a, uh, it's a studio. Facility for creation. That's right. I partnered with uh, Kofi from uh, One World Studios. So cool. we're about to make that announcement real soon. So he's... Uh, He's up here on the third floor with me, so that'll be uh, the Invisible Arts Arts Lab. So uh, his series will be live from the lab. Cool. So we'll, you'll see all that stuff coming up. So you know we got the podcast. You know, like the one you're on right now. Yeah. And uh, you know, one we, I'm experiencing. Yeah, and we we encourage other people to uh, you know if they have some ideas, if they want to, you know, we're like Netflix of podcasts. You know, I mean, if you come talk to us and and we like the idea, yeah, and you do a good uh, pilot episode and and it, and it gels with what what we're trying to do here, then. We'll produce it for you, and it doesn't cost you anything, uh, as long as it's exclusive yeah. content. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you uh, hear so, that out there? That's right, unnamed listener. Yeah, so you know, I mean, because I feel like you know, you don't need to have money to be able to create. You know, yeah. I mean, you do, and you, I mean, that's what people like do. about podcasts, right? I, I got a couple of podcasts that I really enjoy, and it's, yeah. it's 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 just about you know, let's talk about stuff. Let's talk about stuff because everything's so uh, you know stunted and just ridiculous and kind of fake, and you can you know edit your statuses and stuff, but when you're talking. You know, you can't run and hide from your dumbass self. No. I, every time I listen to a podcast of myself, I cringe. What an idiot I am. But whatever. It doesn't stop me from saying dumb shit over yeah. and over again. But whatever, man. It's it's part of the charm. You know what I mean? Like, that's real life. Nobody's perfect. They're, you no. know, perfection is a it's a scam. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't do selfies because when people meet me, they're going to be like, I want a refund. Like, what happened? what happened? Who are you? This was not as presented on your portfolio. Yeah. Look, just get on a ladder or I'll get on. Like, I just have to, what, like... Sit down for everybody to see how I really look. You know what I mean? 
So no, I mean yeah, uh, the, it's the, it's all about presentation now. The realness is important. Now you know, hearing people's voices, you know what I mean. Yeah, talking to them. I like that we're looking eye to eye right now on no, it. Sometimes it's, it's kind of creepy. Yeah. I'm just oh yeah. Have you, you've seen me without my glasses on. Like it could be. I know oh, you're no. intense, man. I'm intense. Hold on. Don't break the glasses. I'm not gonna break them again. I'm afraid for the second time today. I know. I took mine off because it was. The headphones were kind How of about squeezing. now? Whoa, you guys are really intense. You got an intense. <laughs> you probably can't even see me though, so I got that no. going for me. Yeah, yeah. This is the this is the round two game. You got where... that like X Men Xavier kind of a thing going on. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not really good at. Maybe I I don't know. I'll, honestly, no one compares me to celebrities, so I always get curious whenever someone does because consider yourself lucky. I get compared to a celebrity all the time. I hate it. Which one? Oh, is it the secret? Um, what's her name? I just forgot. I think I'm like blocking it because I don't want to say it. Well, we don't have. What's to. her name? The lady from Cheers. The lady from Cheers. Um, Whitney Houston. <laughs> yes. Um. No. What's her name? Oh my God! I can't think of it right now. But it's not. It's not a great. I'm just blocking it out because I don't want to say it. Huh? No, like the chick with the long hair, and she's like older now, but she was on the show with Sam, and she came in and ran the bar, and everybody loved her. Mm. Kirsty Alley. Kirsty Alley. Oh yeah, yeah, I can see that. People like. Eh, not really though. I don't know what it is. I've seen one picture. I was like, okay, I can kind of see it, hmm. but it's all about what year. Like what year, Kirsty Alley? Because this could be fighting words, or this could be like a compliment. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it's a. There's a swing there. You know what I'm saying? But, right. You know. She uh. Th- Three men and a baby. Yes, exactly, exactly. One time, when somebody Mm -hmm. was somebody was like, I was telling somebody how everybody always says that I look like Kirstie Alley, and in the middle of the conversation, this like homeless guy walked up and he was like, "You know, you look like Kirstie Alley." Like literally Mm -hmm. interrupted me telling somebody. (laughs) It was kind of random. Well, so Kirstie Alley and I'm Patrick Stewart. (laughs) <laughs> See, you've even got the voice down. Patrick Stewart. I kind of yeah. sound like Kirstie Alley because she got a deep ass voice too. Yes, well, you know. Well. Shout out to uh, my previous sponsors, Marlboro Red. For Marlboro that. Red. Yeah, I'd like to thank them for giving me this uh, this wonderful voice of mine. Marlboro Red sound like a cowboy without actually being one. <laughs> exactly. Make you smell like one too. Oh, I started on Marlboro Reds, and now every time I try one, it's like chemical. Wait, you're still smoking? You know. Stop it right now, Nobby. It is 2017. It is 2017. (laughs) I'm going to give you five reasons why you shouldn't smoke cigarettes. Okay. Number one, they don't get you high. Mm. Number two, they're definitely going to kill you. Mm. Number three, they don't get you high. Mm -hmm. Number four, they're definitely going to kill you. (laughs) And number five, they don't get you high. Wow. I know. Those are compelling Concise, reasons. Really bare bone. But really, it. I feel like you had me at number one, three, and five. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Don't get you high, dude. Uh, you know, it's it's one of those self hating things where it the, is. it's it's a cycle of like when you you stress, you stress associate with cigarettes. And for me, like yeah. I live a stressful life. I know, and- but you have a fucking wonderful voice, man. You can't mm, fuck that up, dude. Yeah. I know. You can't be like, come on, man. You're the you're the future. You gotta quit smoking cigarettes, dude. Yeah. Seriously. It's uh, 2017. It's 2017. They don't get you high and they're gonna kill you. And they gonna kill you. Definitely mm. gonna kill you. Make it smell like shit. They're gonna put you mm-hmm. out back with the trash and shit. Smoke a sack. <laughs> Reason. <sighs> it's true. Winter cigarettes. I wanna, cigarettes I wanna are the die as a lonely man in the cold smoking a cigarette. I mean that's a little dramatic, I recommend. No. But also, you can take bigger bong hits. Mm. Food tastes better, and you have more money. So yeah. those are also, I mean, like you know, very important reasons. They are very important reasons. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I smoked for twenty two years. It's a long I know time. that seems hard to believe since I'm only twenty six, but oh, you're twenty six. I am. I've started I smoking you younger. at like four. You know what I mean? Preschool shit mm-hmm. was hard. It was yeah. really hard, man. You, you had know? to go out to the corner where the tire was. Yeah, I would just grab a pack for mom. You know what I'm saying? She would hot box us in the uh, station wagon on the way in. You know, yeah. it was the 70s. You know, it gave what you mean? the taste. I mean, it was the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> Things were different in the 90s. You know what I mean? Don't look behind the curtain. That's right. We were rolling down in our baby blue station wagon with uh, six kids, to, no uh, seatbelts. Listening to Hanson. That's right. Listening to Ronald Reagan talk about uh, oh, Ronald Reagan. Trickle down economics. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, getting past some Grey Poupon. That's right. It was uh, it was a good time, 1992. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> too. It was a great year for Excellent. for a couple of people. Excellent year, yes. Yeah. Seatbelts, what are those? Yeah. Crazy. Well, well that's, you know, I, I thought about it a lot. It is, and this is just, like, me talking to you right now because, like, I, I, I try not to, like, every time I've ever said, like, I'm going to quit and made, like, a public declaration yeah, of yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's no, always backpedaled on me. That's why you have to do that so that you can like keep yourself in check. Yeah, but 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 I've tried a bunch of times and it's really maybe the it's the hard. toughest thing for me to do in my it's life hard. because I've been smoking a long time and Most it's the definitely. kind of thing that like I associate so many yeah, relaxations with it. For sure. Well, and, I'll tell you, I'll put it to you like this. So, I felt the same way and I had spinal surgeries as I mentioned. And they would be like, yo, your your spine's not going to fuse. You have to quit. And I'd be like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, yeah. People would be like, my grandmother died. I'd be like, fuck you. I don't want to hear that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, my life's hard enough. Don't put your grandmother's death on me, man. Yeah. Like, this is not, this is not helping. Weird. You know how people really try to, like, you know, they're just trying to give you yeah. compelling reasons why you should quit. So anyway, but I just hit a point where I realized I really wasn't enjoying them. And then it was like a mind over, like, who's the captain of this ship anyway? But I had to really get to that point where I was ready. And then I got, um, uh, I did acupuncture. Oh, yeah? Did and it work for it, you? 100%. Mm. So you have to go two days in a row, which is kind of annoying. And you got to go to something that's decent so they make sure they do it right. Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it, they, they just put needles in your ear and you sit and you chill for 20 minutes. It doesn't Ooh, really hurt. Nothing. Needle in your ear? No, no, no. no just in the, in the cartilage. In the cartilage. Oh, in not the cartilage. Inside. Just in the cartilage. Like, not inside your ear hole. Yeah. Because I've seen horror movies where that happens yeah. and they're never pleasant. Wow. Thinking about it makes my ear hurt. Yeah. But no, um, no, just in the cartilage, you know what I mean? Just in the tips of your ear. Interesting. And in certain parts of your arm, you lay there for 20 minutes, you can't even feel anything, and then you come back, you do it the second day, and they'll tell you, they're like, yeah, you know, this next, you know, smoke a cigarette on the way home if you want, but it's like, it's not going to taste the same, it's not going to taste good. And I was like, all right, cool. But I was like really ready. I was just, you know, it was right when they switched to fire safe cigarettes, and I was like, these things are $8, I don't even fucking like them anymore, they taste like shit. It's like a they really did change, yeah, and uh, and yeah, and I got the shit done, and I I lit a cigarette, the last one I had, and I'll be damned. It tasted like it had been like gotten wet and dried seven <laughs> times, and been sitting in someone's dashboard. I mean, it was crazy how bad it tasted when I uh, when I lit that thing up. I took a few puffs of it, and I was like, you know, you're I'm done. done. And and I didn't have any of those crazy like I just want a fucking cigarette moments. Like it was. Yeah. Really easy, and then and I even started dating a dude after that who was a smoker. And we were drinking a lot. I mean, and every reason to like relapse. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the all the triggers were there, but I was good. And then like randomly, like two and a half months into it, I was just like wanting to grab cigarettes out of people's hands. So I just went back to a little tune up. Yeah. Put, put the needles back in. And, and it whatever. worked. It one hundred percent worked. I mean, I'll tell you, mm. like I've had body pains and like back aches where I can't even move, like sciatic nerve shit on the left side where I can't even barely walk. Yeah. I can't close my car door. Go there, get acupuncture. They put needles on the other side, and like by the time I leave, I'm like fully functional, hopping into mm. my car. So like, if that can work, I was like, hold on, how can I possibly think that like something that was preventing me from being able to walk? You know, yeah. could be fixed with these needles on the opposite side of my body. Like, you know, they don't do some shit for 3,000 years if it doesn't fucking right. work. There's, 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 you know, that's like way past the hustle. It's like, come on, guys, give it up. Like, no, man, this shit obviously works. No, and I have a lot of people who have had acupuncture and swear by it. It's, it's great. interesting. Yeah, it's someone great. else also recommended hypnosis to me. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel that. like you would get into that too much and then end up like hypno- hypnotizing oh. the guy who's trying to hypnotize you. Or yeah, you, like, or like, a mir- I, like I mirror it back. Totally, and then like he's oh, out boy. and you're like <laughs> stuck in this. What I do? Now I want to smoke twice as many cigarettes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like robbing convenience stores only of cigarettes. You're like, I think this backfired. Like just running my tongue along the gutter trying to pick up whatever butts are left behind. Hanging out smoke. at pool halls in Virginia. <laughs> Help me. Licking ashtrays. Digging into wet ashtrays. Yeah. Oh, it's such a life. Dude, Philip Morris. Shout out to uh, your future sponsor, Philip Morris. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. Give it. Give, if you really, but you got to really be ready. You know, yeah. you got to really want it. But when you hit that point, that's what I suggest because it it. And I I tried the patch. I tried a bunch of other things too, and it was just too hard. And I mean, at twenty two years, I mean, I was a pack a day. I woke up and lit a cigarette. You know what I mean? I was a, you know, I was a smoker. Yeah. Oh, I know, I, I know that level. 
I wasn't a cab. Some people were like, oh, this milk when I drink. I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, no. Must be nice. Must be nice. Must be nice. I hate it when people say must be nice, but must be nice. For real. Mm -hmm. Damn it. But, I mean, I will say this. I, I tried to quit going into the production of this show, and it was too much because there was just so much going on that thinking about not smoking was adding a whole nother level of I know. stress to it. So now, but throughout the course of it, I've been thinking a lot about it, and I'm like, man, well, maybe when the show's done, you know I'll, what? Give I'll try a... quitting for a month and see how it goes. Give the acupuncture a try. You know, worst thing you do, you waste 120 bucks. It's 120 bucks, get some needles, needles put in me. Yeah. You just got to go to a place that's, like, legit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go and look up on Yelp for the best acupuncture. Exactly. Yeah, or like Google search it. Are they on WebMD or? <laughs> I don't even know. Zoopdask. I don't fuck with WebMD because I feel like it's slippery slope. You know what I mean? I'll self-diagnose myself with a million diseases before lunch. You know? Yeah, I, I do that too. Yeah. But then again, I also feel like I actually have all of them, <laughs> so it makes sense. Consequently, <laughs> I am dying of a very rare disease. <laughs> At this very moment, but I can't tell everybody about it. At this moment, what you don't realize is the One Love Massive podcast room is actually a quarantine room as well. It's a malaria tent. Malaria tent. Um, We are sitting here with our engineer who is currently wearing a biohazard suit (laughs) and looking very angry at the fact that we are moving towards it with scissors. All right, enough shenanigans. shenanigans. I know that was about to get shenanigans. I was about to, to go there with you <laughs> on it, too. All right. So, Nobby, <laughs> whenever I am doing a Chopping It Up podcast, before I end it, um, if I'm doing one of these with a rapper or an MC or sure. a poet, I always ask them to just, you know, give us a little something to say goodbye to the greater metropolitan universe. Okay, like a freestyle or yeah, I know that was kind of complicated. I'm not yeah. very, I'm not a wordsmith. If you no, I thought you were. I, I, and right. I was there with you. I, okay. and I prefer your definition of it okay, because word. I'll give you all of those yes. things, Molly. Because I don't want to just limit you to a freestyle. Yeah, yeah. Do you want it with music or do you want it with? Well, do we have an aux cord available to plug it? No, because we'd have to. No, I think just, it's a whole run through. It's a whole. Yeah. So, so what do you want to hear about? I mean, I think I. It's totally up to you. You know, this is Radio Free America, motherfucker. You can say whatever. you Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I the FCC. That. Yeah, that's um, right. The FCC. Can I can I can I close a quick plug that then and then oh, we'll get into the creative side. One hundred percent. Okay, so once again, thank you so much if you've stuck through till the end of this amazing episode. This um, is the end. This is this is not the end because there'll Beautiful be more. But end. we've started napalming the carpet in this quarantine room. That's great. <laughs> um, my name is Navi. Um, I'm here with Molly at One Love Massive's podcast studio. Thank you so much for listening all the way through. If you have, if you've enjoyed what has happened, you should follow Molly and One Love Massive for more. I'm sure you can find them at One Love Massive. That's right. In, in just about every shape, form, or fashion. That's right. Um, I'm currently in a, a theater production called Dot Erotoplastic Ballet. It's a rap robot puppet musical about the last human on earth that I perform in on a nightly basis uh, with six music I wrote. Six shows a week. It's all lyrics I wrote and I co-produced with Mike Winch, who is also an amazing producer and musician who worked on the show, and Nick Wilby, who is our guitarist, and he is also in my band, Picnabus. Super dope. Oh, I had a feeling that was one of the Picnabus boys. Yeah, the, the Picnabus boy. So good. Yeah, he was on guitar. Um, Very good. So I also play in a band called Picnabus. Um, Yo, anything coming up with Picnabus? You know, we're playing U Street Music Hall in a few weeks. Shut the front door. Look yeah. at you. I don't even know who you are anymore. Mm. Are you going to have a rioter? Oh, no. Um, here's the thing. It's a, it's a show coming up right after the show is done, and my brain is already so scrambled with this show that like I can't even begin to think about it. But I will be posting about a U Street Music Hall show at some point. Find well, me. Make sure on you post it in the media. collective members group so I we will. can hype it up for you. Of but course. don't do it like the day of. Do it like tomorrow. No, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, anyway, so we're running the show at Flashpoint in Chinatown. If you're interested, and if that's something that may appeal to you, it's a wild smorgasbord. A wild ride. A wild Mr. Toad's wild ride through the future where I'm the only human and y'all's is dead. Um, but it's, go to pointlesstheater.com. That's pointless theater. T-H, let's do this again. T-H-E-A-T-R-E.com for more information. Um, and I'll make some music on the spot now for Molly. Awesome. And we're going to go from there. Thank you so much for listening. Yes, thank you. Mm. You can find this, uh, you can subscribe to One Love Massive Podcast on iTunes and Stitcher and all those fun uh, platforms. 
make sure you subscribe and tune in. You can hear all kinds of episodes. Okay. Hmm. Molly, I'm going to tell you a story, but you need to close your eyes first. Okay. And we'll both do this with Wait, our eyes closed. The, uh... Um, And it's going to be a story that will weave in a little bit of music, and it will weave in a little bit of story, and maybe I'll tell it, and maybe you'll figure it out Uh-oh. and find it on your own. And know that whatever happens right now is going to be something that, that I'm going to do between you and me, and because I'm making all of this stuff up on the spot. Okay, Pat, perfect. But as long as you're not a test afterwards, I'm good. No, 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 no. <coughs> the track under pressure. Mm, it's not a test, <laughs> but so this is a story about a house that runs quiet, quietly mouse-like, quietly still. Still, it's too quiet. Something within creaks and moans and rattles and groans and prattles around, but nobody's home. Robots that run it, robots that keep it, rugs that get moved, floors that get sweeped. The way that the candlelight doesn't exist, the way that no light needs to exist, because robots that move around move around at night without need for flashlights to move as they twist around. Furniture doesn't happen because furniture is not needed by a robotic pattern that keeps everything moving, though humans are gone. And unfortunately, they knew it was better all along until about one day, not too long ago, a baby was born somewhere in the snow. How did it happen? Nobody knew. The robots stopped everything that they do. They looked in a circle and asked themselves why. For the first time, they heard it cry. They heard it cry and they heard it weep and they couldn't just leave it there out in the street. So robots all took it in back to the cavern where they believed human things used to have happened. They set it down and they tried to plug it in. The baby giggled and laughed with a grin. Nothing was whirling and nothing would spin, no fans, no microchips, nothing within, just flesh and blood and bone as they could see. The baby was born. It was a new thing to be. Without any music or fanfare or fashion, the robots decided they'd raise it entrapment and keep it in trappings and make it a robot and pull it around and teach it how to go not the way that it could have with DNA built in ancient archaic systemic human skin they'd raise it as robot they'd raise it as one and they'd keep it with them like as if it was their son all day and night this human did toil underneath sun that was hot enough to boil underneath the cold it never understood that robots don't feel temperature like a human would. A humanoid, never annoyed, never angry, just still, not lonely, not hungry, living in existence nobody knew in a land full of robots that nobody drew, that no one created and nobody made in a future that exists before humans could save. A future that programmed and died itself out, this human existed without need for a mouth, without need for a nose or a need for a lips, after a while, it might as well not have existed. And things get twisted and things get turned and suddenly all that's left is a brain and a want to learn that becomes part of a robot and part of a culture and part of a system and no one needs wisdom. If I've said anything that would make sense, you should know that humanity is in the past tense and I'm just spitballing what I have seen as I look around these robots and think about what I mean. Boom. Done. I don't know what that was, but I liked it. It was something. I liked it. <laughs> Imagine it was if something. a baby was born in the midst of robot world when there had been no babies. Where would the baby come from? I don't know. Did it thaw out? I didn't think too much about that. I mean, that's, no, but that's part of the fun. <laughs> that's part of the fun of it. I don't know. For a while, I felt like Dr. Seuss, though. I mean, so where I did babies like, originally come from? Where did the first baby come out of? There's got to be some sort of, like, maybe from a rock? From a boulder? <laughs> from a monkey? Yeah, just like one. Can you imagine if, if 
the human life cycle, you start as like an amoeba as a baby, and as you grow older, you actually right. grow through so all you're the like forms baby of pictures, evolution. Like a tadpole. Yeah, yeah. And bottle. as you're growing up, they're like, oh look, they're in their walking stage on four legs. As I remember lizards. when you had gills. Gills, yeah. Do you remember <laughs> your gills? You were so young back then. You were so little. Yeah. Swimming around. He just lost his tail. <laughs> cool. Like, Johnny's um, losing that exoskeleton this summer, huh? <laughs> all I'm saying is, Molly, by all means, use your creative wisdom to edit that down to, like, at least a minute of something decent and take no, out all the No, we're not editing anything. <laughs> we're not editing anything. I don't know what that was. I don't endorse it. I don't I do. support it. I do support it This and message it. is brought to you by Robots. Mm-hmm. I'm on a robot mind frame right now. I've been painting robots. I've been writing robots, performing robots. I'm sorry if if that just came across like that. No, I don't know why you keep apologizing. You're a mm, fucking genius, dude. Yeah, you know, I'm the most self-hating person I know. Well, you should stop that right now. <laughs> we could have a competition, honestly. Yeah. And, like, I think the whole world would want to compete, so. Everyone wants to compete in that game. You know, so I think we should all... You know what? 2017 is a year of self-love and self-care. I you agree. Know? I agree with Go that. Go to the dentist. You know? Yeah. Ease up on yourself, man. You know I, what uh, I mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, cut yourself a little bit of slack. Think don't, about yourself. Don't let perfect be the enemy of good. You know? Yeah. You know, it's important to to be helpful to people around you and be supportive because everyone is looking for that sort of support, whether they know it or not. But at the same time, find time to be important to yourself because exactly. at the end of the day, like if you can't do that, it's tough to do do it for anyone else. You can't. Yeah. You can't. I know this firsthand, you know, it's it's been it's been a it's been a steep year for me this year and I'm glad that, to hear that validated a little bit. Yeah, man. I mean yeah. it's time. It's time for a lot of us. It's been a stressful time, you know, with uh, Trump being elected and yeah. especially in Washington DC, that we want nothing to do with him. Yeah. We want there's no mm-hmm. division in this city, uh, at least before the election. Now some of them are here, so that might. Do you think that's going to change over the next few years? I mean, I don't think he's going to last that long. There is no way they're going to let him stay in office that long. There is no way they're going to impeach him sooner than later. They've got to. Mm-hmm. They've got to. I mean, knock on. Oh my God! It's them. Yeah. They're rating me right it's now. It's them. You remember those old Saturday Night Live episodes where you couldn't talk about like killing the president and like Secret Service would show up like you're yeah, joking. Well, you know the ratio of brown in this room makes it still pretty dangerous. Well, it's a good I know. Thing we're recording you can edit that later. out. Yeah, you know, it's not live. Yeah, listen, Homeland Security. If you're listening, I'm legal. I'm I was legal. born here. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Plot twist. I'm Plot kidding. twist. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Please send me back to <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually from Costa Rica. Send me there. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, you know, <laughs> if I could pick where I choose to came from, you know, where would you pick? I don't know. I I I have not traveled as much as I would have liked. Me neither. I would like to. I just want to go to Ireland. Yeah. Have you been? No. Mm. Just do that. Do the I'm One Love su- Massive I'm, Ireland I'm tour. Super Irish, dude. Yeah. I'm super Irish. <laughs> I can see that. Like ninety nine percent. What's the 1%? French provincial, German border. Cool. It's like German and French. I mean, German and and Irish. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mostly Irish. Great grandparents, all Irish. That type of thing. Yeah. I, uh... I had some interesting moments, and I, you know, I won't spoil anything about the show, but I had some interesting moments thinking about my my family's status as an immigrant recently, and I tried to put it into some context in the show. Yeah. Um, you know, the reality is, on a plus side, on a positive side, someone found this great picture of my grandma and my like aunts and uncles and my mom, like posing on the back of a pickup truck in Fairfax County in yeah. like 1972 or something like that. And it was in some history book at the Fairfax at Fairfax Museum. Oh wow! And um, and it's like they look badass. They're all dressed up right. and like fully putting it on for this cameraman in the back of a pickup truck <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the parking lot of some Fairfax County municipal building. <laughs> it's a great picture. Um, but but you know. I was thinking a lot about that because, you know, without giving too much away, there's some interesting yeah. ties we try to draw with yes. with 
contemporary issues without putting too much stuff in, like, I think a nail into it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. It definitely lets people, you don't want to define it too much because then it limits people's thinking about taking it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I like that we get, on a nightly basis, different opinions from almost everyone that comes out as far as, like, who, who resonated with them, like, what they felt about me what they felt about who, like, the hero or the villain was of the show. Like, different opinions constantly. Um, And I like that. I would rather make art that makes people question than art that makes people, like, go, oh, yeah. Yeah, Saw that coming. Saw that coming, yeah. And no one's walked out of the show going, like, I've seen it before. Yeah, like, oh, that was just, like, the other Mm -hmm. robot ballet rap show I went to. And to bring it back around full circle, like, why, what is theater to a layperson? It's, like, in my mind the last the last physical visceral multimedia art experience that exists with everything else that gets put For online sure. and gets put <laughs> on video and like things are so digitized For and sure. i love that i you know i'm someone who's thrived and like yeah. i've cut my teeth on digital stuff but there's something to be said yeah. about the analog the man. live basis of it which i love yeah. you've seen me perform like i yeah, love yeah, performing in front of people there's a whole different energy when you're there in the room compared to like when i'm sending you my soundcloud link um yeah and that's what this show is it's that but on a visual level that's more than just a concert. It's not a concert. It's also yeah. a puppet show. It's also like a full multimedia experience that, that it really is. That so it good. exists in all as all of those things at once. And and to me, like that's what it is. It's a bunch of people putting their heads together to make a, this giant thing happen. And Matt Reckaway is the director of the show. He's um, you know amazing. He's put a ton of work with me, with the puppeteers. He makes sure that what you see is Right. This full scale picture. And uh, I I think that it's something that you can experience. You can't really experience it watching from a screen. And we're going to film the show tonight. And I'm yeah. glad we are. And we're going to put it out at some point over the summer. But it's not the same it's as seeing it. Same. You've got to be there in the room and sort you of really feel do. it the way that it is. Yeah, so go go see it. If you have any inkling to go see it, go see it, man. It's awesome. Go support that shit. And they got popcorn. And M&M's and Snickers bars and sodas in the lobby. What really matters in the lobby. You know, and, uh, you know, we can edit this out for later. But if you don't check your bag, yeah. you want to smuggle in a little. That's true. You know, we'll you didn't it. hear that from me. That's right. But you heard it from me. Nah. Uh, back. Helpful hints from Mama Dank. Yep. Chapter one. All right. Well, on that note, let's let's wrap it up. Let's sure. uh any where else can people find your music? Give it let's oh, throw boy. some websites uh, out. Let's there. throw some websites out. So really your local Navi on everything. Y O U R L O C A L N A V I, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter, Instagram, Ew. boom, boom, same thing, same thing. I got it. Isn't what is in Bang under In lo- Bang is up on yeah, it's up there. It's up under on the Bandcamp. Your- so mm-hmm. you got to look that up. Your local Navi in Terabang. Yeah. Mind I, I, blown. You know, real know. the reality of this is, if you're interested in hearing my music, find me, shoot me a message on something, and I'll send you the songs that I like. Yeah. Because I have so much bullshit online that at a certain point it gets hard to like really sift through. Well, why I've don't been you putting get out rid of shit all the for bullshit. years. You know, it's spring cleaning because it's time. It might be time you for know what? it. You know, you you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. Mm-hmm. And like, once you're like dead and gone, then we can re-release all your bad stuff. Yeah, Molly. You know, the reality yeah. is, I could go back and I could sift through the hundreds of things that I've made over the past ten years and mm. probably boil it down to like forty that I really like, <laughs> which is still amazing. <laughs> yeah, there's a know? lot of music up there because I've 40? put out a bunch of I mean, albums. That's still a lot. You know what I mean? That's more than some people have done in their whole. Yeah, and and that's it's problematic for me because like. I there's so many sites that you have to keep up with and put stuff up on right. that like at a certain point and I've put out so much I feel bad telling people like hey where can I find your music and I and I want to be like there's this place that has just like one thing that you can listen to it's like no if you, you go to my bandcamp there's like five albums you know you should listen to this one and I'm like uh, 
They're not that great. I hate most of those songs now. <laughs> Look, I know how to fix this. We'll talk about this yeah. online. Yeah, we can, we can, we can, yeah. I, I think I think it's something that can be mm-hmm. assuaged. But for right now, this Sunday, we're putting out the Dot soundtrack. Boom. Um, mixed and mastered, sounding real nice. Uh, nice. And that will be on Pointless Theater's Bandcamp. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, you know, it's it's nice. we got the instrumentals up there, too, what? which, you know, if people want to do some stuff on them, whatever. I, mean, I don't know. Oh, that's awesome do because it, it was send so it to good. Us. So good. Thank you. Yeah. So this Sunday, which is yesterday for you, if you're listening, it came out. Congratulations. You should go listen to it. Oh, yeah. It's already out. By the time people hear this, it'll already be out. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. It's there. Cool. Got anything you'd like to plug, Molly? No. No. I'm going to plug Jameson. (laughs) Nice. I feel like that's. My glasses are fixed. Bam. For the time being. Thank you. All Shout right. out to our sponsors, Crazy Glue. Yeah, Crazy Glue and Jameson. <laughs> dangerous combination, but boy, do they get shit yeah, done. You know, I got to say, after one or two Cramisons, I'm really feeling <laughs> it. I'm real. Cramison. Oh, like it's the, the whiskey burns and then the glue keeps it in your throat. It just stays, <laughs> it just stays and burns in your throat. It really resonates, as yeah. a hipster would say. Well, All great. Right. I've signed the address book. Excellent. I drew you a little thing. I don't know what it is, but it's yours now. It's, it's dope. <laughs> One day it'll make me millions. Yes. All right. Thank you, Navi. Of course. Thank you, Molly. See you soon. Yeah. Yeah.